take your time. Don't rush whatever that success or that happiness looks like for you. It takes time. One thing that one of my older mentors told me, his name is Riyad Jones. He said, fall in love with the game, not the scoreboard. Fall in love with the process of you getting to where you want to go. Thomas Edison, Richard Branson, John F. Kennedy, Mozart, Michael Jordan, Will Smith. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of vocations. Why is it that we rarely hear that they have or had ADHD? And you know what we hear even less about? Serena Williams, Emma Watson, Mel Robbins, Whoopi Goldberg, Agatha Christie, Aaron Brockovich, Cher. Yeah, the successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Otsuka. I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, a lifelong student, now a coach. I'm also the creator of Your ADHD Brain is A-OK, a system that helps people like you figure out what they should do with their life. And we're here today to talk ADHD, your strengths, your symptoms, your workarounds, and how you proudly stand out instead of trying to fit in. I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest gifts. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, I am your host, Tracy Otsuka. Thank you so much for joining me here for episode number 187 of ADHD for Smartass Women. I hope that you'll subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter over at tracyoutsuka.com. My purpose is always to show you who you are and then inspire you to be it. And then the thousands of ADHD women that I've had the privilege of meeting, I've never met a one that wasn't truly brilliant at something. So for all of these reasons, I am just delighted to introduce you to Divine Bean. Divine, she's not your ordinary 17-year-old. No, she's not. She reached out and she asked me to come to talk to how ADHD has played a huge role in her non-traditional path from high school to music. She wants to be a source of hope and encouragement for young women with ADHD. Imagine doing that at 17. I know I certainly wouldn't have. Anyway, Divine is a Northside Chicago native. She's a recording artist and an entrepreneur who began writing music at the age of 12. She's since performed in several cities and won fourth place in Coast to Coast Live. Divine produces her own music. She creates beats for other artists and she consults as well. Beyond that, she just co-founded her own clothing brand called Luso Grander. Divine, did I get all of that right? Yes, it was perfect. Are you really 17, Divine? I am 17. (laughs) I just, oh my God, I just think you are the cutest thing ever. So before we talk about your music and what's been going on there, can we talk about your ADHD diagnoses first? Yes, most definitely. Um, So I found out in the midst of my last year of high school and I graduated as a junior. So I did three years instead of four. So um, 
in the midst of me trying to manage a career in these businesses and graduate high school early, I got a, a social counselor by the name of Miss Harrington, one of my favorite people, like of the entire world. This oh. woman, <laughs> she helped me throughout my entire um, junior year, and she, uh, after going in and talking to her, after it was around my um, my birthday, like right around when I turned seventeen, and I talked to her kept telling her about different symptoms that I have and all of these different things and got diagnosed with ADHD. I took a couple tests, um, went to the doctor about it. They all said the same thing. My first initial reaction, I was scared. I was like, oh my God, like, did you know anything about ADHD? No, not really. Like I, I, I heard about it because like, for example, like my boyfriend's little brother has it and his older mm-hmm. brother has it. But mm-hmm. as far as like really, really knowing what it is, I had no idea. So it was ADHD and generalized anxiety disorder. So those two. Yeah, which I think, you know, well, I don't think I know that lots of times it can be the ADHD. I mean, sometimes they're comorbid. Absolutely. But often they're a symptom of the ADHD, right? If you know that right. something's not going right in your brain and you can't, figure out, well, like, why am I so inconsistently consistent? Why am I so consistently inconsistent, right? You're so good at some things. And then sometimes you're not even good at those things. Um, You can imagine how you would start feeling anxious. So I am curious, tell me what was going on with you. Like, what are the symptoms that you always wondered about before you were diagnosed? hyperactivity, like obviously three businesses, a whole career, (laughs) (laughs) graduating early. Like I was always, I always just wanted to just do so much. Mm -hmm. And I still am like that. Like I have so many ideas, like I have to chill, (laughs) but, but, uh, and I'm going to implement them at, at some point in time. I'm working on being more organized, but it was hyperactivity not being able to pay attention to certain things too long. Like used to be a fanatic in math. Now I couldn't really stand it, especially my last year. Well, and that makes Uh, sense why you'd be so good in music then, right? Yeah. Like that's my passion. So it's like when I get into it, I'm into it. You you see what I'm saying? So that and business and fashion and uh, film and a million different things. (laughs) (laughs) It was that. And then just my brain going a mile a minute all the time, like to the point where I would be in school and I literally can't, I can't not have music in my ear. So I kept my AirPods in and because my teachers do my, my circumstances, um, me being overwhelmed with all of this work and just a million things going on in my life. They used to let me keep my AirPods in my ear. So I'm literally like running through assignments like clockwork with Doja Cat and Kanye West and Jay-Z and all of these people in my ear all day. I never took my AirPods out. You can ask anybody at White Station High School. Never took my AirPods out of my ear. Swear. <laughs> so that that made me, that put me in a position to function through my day. Like I literally was able to get through my days and not have anxiety attacks and and panic about the amount of work I got going on. And it got me through my day. So those are like, okay, maybe um, that would work. How were you in school? Like when you were younger, was school easy for you? Or were there certain subjects that were super easy and others that were really difficult? How was it? 
um, in my elementary and middle school years. So yeah, elementary, I was still in Chicago. I was still in the small town of Evanston in middle school. That's oh, when yeah. I uh, came to Memphis, Tennessee with my mom. And, so you're in Memphis, and, Tennessee now? Yeah, currently in Memphis, Tennessee, we'll be in New York in less than two months. <laughs> ah, okay. So I gotta, yeah, that's a lot. So in those years, um, I remember in elementary school, I was like, I was in second, third grade doing sixth grade work. So I yep. was like always on top of things like that star student. Um, mm. Same thing in middle school. Like I was really, really good at everything. I always had the top grades. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then as far as soon as high school hit and then my high school whole years were like crazy because freshman year, regular stuff, I was making like almost straight A's. Then COVID hits. I leave early. <sighs> Sophomore year was completely all of that was online. Still got some good grades, like some A's, mostly B's, maybe a C or two. And then junior year coming back in the midst of graduating early. So mind you taking two Englishes, two maths, taking economics and U.S. government and anatomy and AP psychology. So I'm taking all of these classes and I was still able to get through with B and C's. So it kind of, it stayed nice. Um, And I'm proud of myself for being able to even do what I did, taking like nine classes consistently and still and being able line. to do what I, I did. I you did one of them. <laughs> I know. It was just, it got harder in my junior year, but I, I was able to get through it. I, I had a lot of support from, again, my teachers. Um, all of my teachers, again, knew my circumstances. And um, I got extra time on uh, tests and things of that nature. Even the school, the school wouldn't permit me to get extra time on tests. So, um, like, for example, when I got diagnosed with ADHD, I went to go talk to um, a counselor and say, hey, like, yo, I got ADHD. So can I get like extra time on tests? Can I get certain accommodations? And I was told, oh, no, you can't because you're graduating early. So we can't give you that. I'm like, what? yeah. And it was even other people like my friend. Um, She has ADHD and depression. But because she was taking a bunch of honors and AP courses, oh. they wouldn't give her accommodations. So you can't be smart, but also have, you know, a different brain. Right. Pretty much. That's how this, and then it's a lot of schools like that too. That's not just that school that I went to. Yeah. It was a very frustrating process. Um, but again, I was able to get through it with the support because again, it wasn't the counselors and all of that. It was my teachers that just was like, you know what? I see what you got going on. I see that you're trying. I'm going to help you, <laughs> you know? So, so are you in a public school or a private? I was in a public school, public high school. It sounds like you had great teachers. Yes, I had amazing teachers. I'm forever grateful for it, especially my junior year teachers. Like that's mm -hmm. when everything started to hit. And again, this is when I got diagnosed. So they were very, very helpful, very understanding of my situation. Again, it's a mixture of things, careers, businesses, ADHD, graduating mm -hmm. early, all of that. They already knew like, yeah, that's and a lot. <laughs> And COVID. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So have, so, have you always been different than, than other, you know, students, other peers? Yes. Like, in what way? And in, in a bunch of ways. One being that I always felt like my conversations were different. 
I was 13 talking about starting uh, the music production company that I have. So it wasn't started, but I was talking about, I'm like, yo, I want to do this, 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 and this. And they were looking at me like, what? Because again, 13, who's thinking about, oh, I want to start a real life business, not like a regular, like how a teenager or a child would start like a lemonade stand or selling clothes or anything like that. I'm talking about a real live music production company. I'm talking about investors and 13. 13. I'm not, and I'm thinking, I'm like, I have no one to talk to. I wanted to do projects and film. And everybody was just looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I never, I don't know. I just never was able to to find that group of people. Um, now that I'm older, most of my network is people who are like 20, 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a couple people that I know that are 15, 16, 17, 18 who are going hard in what they want to do. So I have those few people, but the majority is people who are grown women, grown men. So So I'm curious, is there anybody else in your family that's like you? Uh, In terms of ADHD, not really, but my entrepreneurial spirit came from my mother. Ah, Um, you know it. It's totally hereditary, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like my mom, my mom was everything when it came to that. Um, I know my music came from my father and then my business side came from my mom. So those two put together, plus what I want to do in my interests that I had growing up. It just, I mean, hey, here I am. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm curious, um, what has changed since you were diagnosed? A lot of things have changed. My mindset has changed because at first, again, when I was diagnosed, I was like, yo, am I crazy? Like, am I like, what does this mean? And it made me more open to learning about mental health, learning about the importance of it, how to treat it properly, like outside of just like medications and therapy and Mm -hmm. things like that, just how to treat myself. And it taught me to be kinder to myself because I'm so hard. Like, oh, you got to do this. You got to accomplish this. You got to do this, 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 this. And I tend to overlook when I do things. And my mom just told, like, my mom been telling me this since, like, two years ago. She was like, you accomplish things. You celebrate it for, like, two seconds. And then you on to the next thing. So, mom, listen to your mother. Because what happens, Divine, is you're going to turn 40. And you're going to have this whole litany of things behind you that you've done. But you're not going to feel successful because you're always on to the next thing. Because you're not celebrating. So, bravo to your mom. You've got an amazing mom. I love my mom. Like, that's my rock. And, And after that conversation and the diagnosis that made me think, like, Divine, celebrate yourself. You literally just graduated high school early with a whole career sitting in your face. Like, that's crazy. Even when I say it now, I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like, (laughs) I feel, I feel like I've just done a lot. And I have been at times I'm like, maybe I haven't done enough. And I have to bring myself back. Like, yes, you have. You've done a lot. That, That doesn't mean you're done. That means that you've done a lot already sit in it, feel it, celebrate it, cherish it, and then move forward. So, and then just remember it, not forget like, oh yeah, I did this. Like, no, remember how you got to where you are. So yeah, I've been more appreciative of life and myself ever since I got diagnosed. 
you are 17 years old and you know more than most 50-year-olds. Like just, <laughs> I'm hearing what you're saying. So I'm sure that voice is going on in your head at all times, which really is the key to success with an ADHD brain. I mean, you're, you're just brilliant. So I want to know what made you reach out to me? Because I want to tell you that sometimes I will meet an amazing ADHD woman and she is absolutely petrified to come and talk to me on this mm -hmm. podcast. And you actually reached out to me and you're friggin' only 17. So what the hell? <laughs> but um, what made me want to reach out to you was just the fact that you're giving a platform to women who are different. And I can appreciate that. I, I can appreciate that heavily because this was my first time seeing something like that. So I'm like, okay, I want to be able to give a voice to people who are around my age group and even people who are older and make the audience understand, like, this isn't just the between this age and this age. This is something that anybody can do at any age. And regardless of that, regardless of age, race, geographical location, whatever you feel like may be holding you back, you can be great. Regardless of whatever mental illness you may have or deal with, depression, schizophrenia, bipolar, whatever it is, you can be great at whatever you want to do. And great and success looks different for everybody. That may look like a million dollars to one person. That may look like just being able to take care of a family for the next. So whatever your definition of success is, um, stick with it. And understand that you are the only thing that can hold you back. Not a illness, not another person, not the world. You are the only thing that can hold you back. Well, and the deal is when you talk about artistry, when you talk about music, just creatives in general, right? Whether you're talking mm -hmm. about entrepreneurialism. I mean, the fact of the matter is like schizophrenia, like bipolar disorder, like ADHD, it's responsible for, for your success as well, right? Yes. The fact that we're so creative um, leads to some of these other things, or do those things lead to our creativity? We don't know, right? What, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? But the reality of it is, you know, there's a lot of that, and there's a lot of really successful people that struggle. So I'm curious, what advice, Divine, would you give to, let's say there's another young woman who is, she's a teenager, let's say. And she's struggling with her ADHD. She's listening to this podcast. She's struggling in school. She's struggling with relationships, doesn't know what to do with her life. You know, and maybe she doesn't have the support that we had, you know? Right. What, what would you suggest? What advice would you give to her? For her, I would say that, first of all, understanding that however you feel is valid. You're not wrong. So I, I know that sometimes with with people, especially with ADHD or any sort of anxiety, that we can feel like, oh, our feelings, we should feel differently than how we actually feel. No, you're valid. And there's nothing wrong with how you feel. So that's number one. Number two, take your time. Don't rush whatever that success or that happiness looks like for you. Don't rush that. It takes time. And one thing that one of my older mentors told me, his name is Riyad Jones. He said, fall in love with the game, not the scoreboard. So that's the same advice that I would give to that girl is fall in love with the process of you getting to where you want to go. 
and not having support because I, I know what that feels like, especially um, support from people that you actually want support from. Mm. That's hard. And again, allow yourself to feel however you feel behind that. You're not wrong. And find a way to move forward after you get out of those feelings. Like, okay, let me sit down. If you got to write it down, write it down. If you have to play it on a voice memo so you can just get your thoughts out. Cause I know we got a million thoughts, <laughs> like <laughs> a million thoughts running a mile a minute, write it down, speak it out, whatever works for you, whatever helps you express that creativity. Um, as long as you're not doing harm to anybody else or yourself, you should be fine. And that's another thing too, is that don't be okay with harming yourself or other people in the process. Don't, never be okay with that. You're going to make mistakes gonna mess up it's bound to happen you're a human being but forgive yourself in the end don't hold that against yourself anybody that does not have your best interest at heart let them go anybody that does not care about your future that does not care about your well-being your health let them go anybody that even gives you the feeling the sign move around <laughs> because i promise you if you stick around it's not gonna be good you're gonna get yourself in more of a of a ditch than you intended in the beginning and i know that feeling it doesn't feel good um take baby steps again be patient with yourself you you got this whatever it is i can promise you if you're listening this is your sign that you got this whatever it is you're good i promise but yeah that's what i would tell her how did you get so wise that's a very good question i don't know <laughs> uh life experience um, Were you born this confident? Um, no, not really. I, I it took time, and that's why I say like you got to be patient. Like I was, I've always felt like I had some sort of wisdom on me when it came to life, but experience and seeing things and seeing situations helped me grow to be more intuitive. Helped me to grow to become more knowledgeable and and just see things for what it is. So that way I can establish peace. That's always been my ultimate goal in life is to be at peace, whatever that looks like. So I've strived to always learn everything I can and engage all of the behaviors that resemble peace on my end. So not engaging with certain people, using my creativity to be able to e express my intention with the world, all of those things. But as far as wisdom, I've always just known a bunch of stuff. Even at like 12, 13, I've just always known a bunch of stuff. I've, I've be given like what, like my mom's friends and other adults, I just like give them advice and they'd be like, yo, how did you even, how can you even articulate that? I don't know. You got to ask the universe about that. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Ain't nothing to do with me. <laughs> but, you said that your ultimate goal is always peace. And I want to know. What does peace feel like to you? How do you know you're in peace? That's a really, really good question. That's the first time somebody has ever asked me that question. Um, <laughs> I know that I'm at peace when I can look at everything that's happened, good, bad, and ugly. And I can say, you know what? Genuinely, I forgive those people. I forgive myself for whatever mistakes I've made. I forgive myself and I forgive the universe and every entity that's involved uh, for what's happened in my life. And 
I can move forward. When I really have that feeling in my gut, I'm like, okay, I'm okay. Like genuinely, not, not, uh, I'm trying to hide something. So I say I'm okay. No, more of a, you know what? Let me think this through. Am I really deep down okay with myself? Okay with where I am in my life? Even if I'm not fully where I want to be, even though in my head, I'm trying to like think about all of these different things and how I want this to be this and this and this. Am I okay with where I'm at right now? That comes with being present. So that's something I had to learn too, because I feel like one of my symptoms is always trying to think about, okay, a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now, where I want to be. Even though those things are important, if you overly focus on those things, you can't be present in where you are right now. You can't be grateful for where you at right now. So it's like, that's how I know is when I can really sit in my presence and say, you know what? Are we good? I have to check in with myself. Are we good? Genuinely? Are we, are we not just saying that? Okay, cool. And there we are. And I do everything I can to, to engage in like things like manifestation and and meditation and all of those things. And those things bring me peace too. I I encourage everybody, regardless of your religion, engage in meditation and manifestation because it works. But (laughs) yeah, those things help me too. Those are just some like extras that I do. Amen, sister, man, you are my kind of preacher girl. I love it. (laughs) So I'm curious um, when you're talking about all these things, it sounds to me like what you're saying is when you are at peace, are you saying you you just feel good like in your body inside? Yes, like it's it's a feeling. It's not it's not a logical thing. And I'm a very logical person. But yeah, math. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just you just sit down like like I am right now and I'm asking myself literally while we're talking like okay. Breathe. Are we good? Are we feeling good about life? Even if things don't look good right now, do we have hope that things can get better? Even if we don't, do we feel like this is just a phase? Because things are phases. Those feelings are phases. They don't last forever. And even in those crazy moments, like where my brain is going crazy, I feel like I'm about to have a panic attack and everything is over and all of these different things. I can say that I'm going to be okay. When I can genuinely say that, that's peace to me. So that, that too, is just, even in those chaotic moments, am I going to be okay? I know I'm going to be okay. Affirming that I'm going to be okay is the perfect way to even start your journey to peace. So I would suggest that for anybody. I love it. Okay. That was brilliant. Divine. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I wish everybody had your wisdom around Well, it sounds to me like ultimately what you do is it all comes back to you and how you're feeling. And if you're feeling good, if you're feeling at peace, then everything's going to work out. Yeah. And I believe that for everybody and myself, like regardless of what obstacles, what trials I hit, I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like the universe has my best interest at heart. It always has been. That's why I'm alive. That's why I was able to get through what I was able to get through. Like uh, those sensitive things like depression, suicide, all of those different oh. things. I dealt with all of that. And the fact that I was able to overcome that and 
I have my moments. I'm not perfect. I don't want to convey that message. Just like, oh, I'm completely over it and I've healed. It's a journey. It's never just straight. It's it's very up and down. But I know at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I'm going to be fine. I know I'm meant for way more than I can even imagine. I'm like, what I'm here for is way bigger than me. It's way bigger than me. I don't even fully understand it. I'm not going to pretend like I do. But <laughs> I know that once you really grasp that, it's like, okay, like, you know, you, you don't have to really stress no more after that. It's, it's something that takes time to even grasp that concept. So that's why I say be patient. You got to be and patient. I think, Divine, given the fact that you didn't always feel this way and you have struggled with some really serious things, lends even more credence to what you're saying. Right. So thank and you. I, of course, thank you so much for allowing me to express that because that's, that's real. That's serious. Okay. So I want to talk about your music now. Perfect. Where did this come from? I know you were 12. Actually, you were probably born with it, right? Yes. Little kid, you're into music. Yeah? Yes. 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 So talk about it, what it means to you and um, why you're doing. Tell us what you're doing, first of all. Uh, So currently, um, I'm a hip-hop and R&B recording artist. Uh, mainly in hip hop at the moment. I just identify with both because I know I have a knack for both. But <laughs> you say um, hip hop and R and B? Yes. Oh, I love. Actually, I love hip hop too, but I really love R and B. Yeah, I, I get a lot of people who say, "Oh, I love this and I love this, but I love this more and I love this." So I can't wait to hear your stuff. I get uh-huh. that so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's is that, and I'm currently working on a EP. Uh, shout out Bentley Records, by the way. That is the label that I'm partnered with. Good that is gonna, yeah, that's gonna help me put this EP out. And they're amazing. I love their team. I love the CEO. I've met him. Great dude. Shout out Luca Days. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're working on that. And then I'm getting ready to go to New York, like I said before, to go to Rock Nation School of Music. So Jay Z has partnered with Long Island University to create a program for not only just music, but people who want to go into sports. Cause you know, that's like Jay-Z's two main things is music and sports. So they sent me some mail. They were like, come to our school pretty much. And, and I wasn't even planning on going to that. So I was planning on going to Georgia, mm-hmm. but they sent me that mail. And I was like, you know what is Jay-Z? I grew up off of Jay-Z, like literally him and Kanye West. <laughs> All yeah. I heard when I was growing up, blame my, both of my parents for that. <laughs> But I was like, yo, this is Jay-Z. This is a music mogul we're talking about. And that man has inspired everything from my beat choices to my rapping style. So mm-hmm. why not go to his school and make my, my mark there? And hey, I'll be there in less than two months. So that's very, very exciting as far as my music journey. And then also Bentley Records uh, offices in New York. So I'm literally going to be like right there. Um, to be able to go back and forth from the school to the office, to the recording studios, to just everything. So that's where I'm at. And so where, where is, where exactly is Rock Nation School of Music? Are we talking New York City or are we talking New York State? The state it's in, uh, it's not far from the city though. It's in Brooklyn. Oh my gosh. It's totally, that's basically New York City. Sorry. Yeah. And then again, that's where Jay-Z grew up. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) so that's exciting. And then, um, 
super literally right. Bentley Records is 20 minutes from the school. <laughs> so that's great to hear. I'm very excited about that. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you. So I want to know, what does your music do for you? Uh, it's it very good, me- by the way. I have, I have been listening. You listen? Oh my yeah. God. Thank you so much yeah. for running me up. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I just can't believe you're 17 and you have this much talent. I mean, just the, the music, musical part, right? The beats and that you do, because you do all this, right? Yeah, for the most part, uh, I produce. I don't produce every single song. I do have like three producers that I work with specifically. I do not work with just a bunch of people. I have three designated ones. I have Mm -hmm. my main one that I grew up in music with. This is somebody that I like. As soon as I got into it for real, like as a profession, this is the person that I started with. His name is Jay. Uh huh. Um, and that's like, that's like my rock. I I love that man so much. Like we came up in music together. So it was him, Phallic, um, and guys at Katana. All Great the beats that I choose. Yes. I love guys at Katana like that. He, and then he's from, uh, I think he's from Chicago too. So that's mm-hmm. something that I, I loved. And all three of these, these people, the majority of my beats come from these three people, if not myself. So mm-hmm. that's where, that is. And yeah, I write all of my lyrics with the help of Jay. And sometimes my mom, like sometimes my mom will throw in a bar or two or tell me to switch something around <laughs> and it'll sound really, really good. So those two helped me. But as far as just literally like writing all the hooks, all of the bars, everything, that's that's all me. I write all of that. Are you self-taught? Uh, Yes. Wow. As far as um, learning like uh, how to record. I do have help from like different engineers because I'm on the tech side to anything. Like I'm about to start playing instruments like on a serious note once I get to the school. Uh Um, But as far as the technical side, I do everything as far as production. Uh, I'm self-taught in production. Um, Never had like any like mentors for production, but like I just, I'm self-taught in a majority of the things that I know, even in business. So it's like, Yep. That's how you learn, huh? Yeah, that's how that's the best way for me to learn things is through just learning it on my own cuz I'm very fast-paced. And I'm a fast learner too, so it works out in itself, but I love learning things on my own. I love figuring things out. It it gives my brain something to keep up with. So, let's go back to that question. What does your music do for you? Like what would happen if there was no music? I would literally not be here. And I'm so serious when I say that. Like, I said this um, before, like, a couple years ago, I said this, like, okay, music saved my life. I I genuinely feel like I would have went through with those attempts Mm. if I did not have music. It's kept me grounded, literally. And I take that so seriously when I say that. Like, it saved me from doing the worst and even now, now I'm not really in that space anymore where I feel like that. But mm-hmm. even now, if I lost music, it's like, what's life <laughs> at that point? <laughs> like, what's life without music? It, and I'm saying that from a listener's perspective. And then I'm saying that from a creator's perspective. Because music is everywhere. Everyone literally functions off the idea of 
music. You use music for everything. You use it for events. You use it when you're cleaning up. You use it when, like, maybe when you're about to go to sleep. Like, you may have, like, a piano playing in the background to get you to sleep. Music is everywhere. You can't ignore it. So, I think the whole world would go bonkers if music didn't exist. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and music yeah. really affects our emotions, right? I mean, yeah. sometimes... I don't remember an event lots of times, actually, most of the time, I don't remember an event, but I'll hear, you know, a bar. It almost like helps me to remember things. Right. It it helps me to remember stuff too. Like one thing I'll do when I record or when I'm writing, because I, the, my process is like, okay, I find a beat. I really, really like the beat. And I know I can write a song to it when I hear a flow in my head Mm. and what I'll do is I'll write, I'll just write, I'll turn the beat off because it's distracting having that playing in the midst of me trying to write. So I just mm-hmm. write maybe like a whole verse and I'll like do it in my head and then I'll play it and then I'll record and it helps me remember my lyrics. So that's why even if I haven't put out that song before, I can literally rap a whole song to you that I just wrote because I've been reciting it in my head over and over and over and over and over. So that's helped me a lot too. (laughs) It's that repetitiveness. I have a question for you, Divine. Oh, that's interesting. So you're saying the beat is what helps you. It's the repetitiveness of the beat that helps you remember. Yes. Like having that and then in the midst of writing my flow out and having mm-hmm. it in my head. So yeah, like I said, I'll turn the beat off and then I'll be writing and I'm rapping the song in my head in the midst of me writing. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally like, okay, whatever my flow is, <laughs> I'm just writing, 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 writing. And then I'll rap the entire verse after I get done writing it. I'll put the beat back on and rap the entire verse and rap the entire verse. Maybe like, maybe five to seven times. And then I remember the whole verse. Like, okay. Literally. So this is, this is, I'm really curious. I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So do you have working memory problems? Like, do you find that you can't memorize things very well? Or do you, because a rapper, oh my gosh, you have to be so quick. And I mean, obviously if it's, what's it called when they, you know, they do it ex extemporaneously like it literally it's not practiced what's that called freestyle yeah okay freestyle i get right that's a a different Mm -hmm. skill but if you rap you have to remember these lyrics and it's so fast i'm curious do you have problems with working memory in other areas where you can't memorize things and it's just music that you're really good that's a really interesting question and i think i do because I can memorize lyrics so fast. Like, okay, Doja Cat came out with a song called Vegas for uh, the Elvis Presley movie that's coming out. And I memorized mm-hmm. that song within like two days. <laughs> but when it comes down to scheduling and meetings, I will forget so fast. When Like I'll get out of a meeting with somebody and then they'll be like, oh, send me the rest of your information. And I'll literally forget to do it. I have to like, put a note in my phone like okay send this to this person do this do this do this or somebody will tell me something say hey you remember when I told you Mm. I'm like huh what are you talking about they're like your memory's trash I'm like you probably right (laughs) 
<laughs> and I'm like, you're probably right. I'm not even mad at you for saying that. But <laughs> um, yeah, when it comes down to music, I'm like, tell me to recite a whole song and I got you. But something else, especially in business, I'm like, okay, I got to schedule that. Because I know yeah. for a fact I'll forget something. Like, maybe it's because business is so, it's, it's more overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially talking to a bunch of different people all the time, every single day. But music is just like free flowing, you know. Well, and there's such gotta... an interest, right? I mean, this yeah. is this is where your talent is. This is where your passion lives. You basically said it saved your life, so I guess it makes sense. But I, I've always been curious about that. You know, my son um, is a rapper. He he doesn't do so much of it anymore, but it got him into NYU Tisch, so he was pretty good at it. And he is just like you where he cannot, you know, I'll, I'll tell him, you know, don't forget to do blah, blah, blah. And he will totally forget that. But <laughs> the lyrics, like I look at him and I'm in awe because I could never do that. Like I could never, I can't memorize any lyrics. I don't even know one bar to one song that I loved when I was little. Like it's that bad. <laughs> puberty, I actually do remember a few bars, but anything that happened after puberty, my, Memory is so bad when it comes to music. So I'm just curious. There must be something else as far as, you know, the whole, you know, um, your neural pathways and how they formed around music where that is just your area of brilliance. They were probably there. They probably didn't have to form. You were probably born that way. I probably, you're probably right. You know what? I'm not even going to argue with you on that. I think that's, I, yeah, you, you probably right. And to go back to your point with your son, mm-hmm. mom, I hope you're listening because the way she gets on me when I forget things is she knows I have ADHD yeah. and she'll tell me divine. Like, let's say right now, this is a real life example. I'm supposed to be going out of uh, Tennessee in the next couple, like literally in the next two days. Mm-hmm. Divine, don't forget to pack your bag. Divine, don't forget to wash your clothes. Okay, mom. And I literally will procrastinate until the last day. And I'm currently doing that. So mom, I hope you're listening. And I hope you understand that I forget things. I don't just like, I'll I'll be genuinely listening to my mom. Like, okay, mom, you told me to do this. I got you. I'll do it. And literally like whatever amount of time has passed. Divine, did you do it? Did I do what? <laughs> like literally. <laughs> okay. So let's explain to mom what's going on. So mom understands it's not a character failing. It's not a moral failing. You're not trying to be a jerk. You're not trying to be, you know, oppositional or defiant. What it is, is we have interest-driven brains. So the things that we're really interested in, nobody ever has to tell us because right. dopamine, you know, it's all related to dopamine and they don't know, is it we have too much dopamine? Do we have too little dopamine? We're not a hundred percent sure, but clearly, you know, the reuptake, we, we don't get enough dopamine in the brain. And so when we're interested it automatically floods our brain versus when we're not, it doesn't. And so that is why we forget to do those things. Mom, she's not trying to be a jerk and she's not trying to be defiant. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be like, yo, mom, I'm not trying to be like a butthole. It's just literally, <laughs> I, I literally just be, I forget stuff, especially yeah. like everyday responsibilities, divine, wash your clothes, divine, do this, divine, yeah. do this, divine, it's don't boring. get to boring. It is freaking boring. Yeah, it's, it's boring. Sweeping, vacuuming, anything like that is boring. I can't, I can't. (laughs) No, and I think, I think the kind of brain that just kind of does those groundhog duties that keep coming up every day and nothing ever changes, those are the brains are defective. 
not our brains that are actually, yeah. you know, looking for what we're interested, passionate, and amazing at. So yeah. I love that. Okay. So I want to, I've got a couple of last minute questions or uh, wrap up questions. What is it about you and your ADHD that makes you so good at what it is that you love, primarily anything related to music? I believe that what makes me and, and just the ADHD like want to like attracted to all of these things, including business and fashion, is just the fact that it allows me to be creative. It allows me to express myself and not feel like somebody's going to say something about it. Like, what can you really say about some something that I did in a creative fashion? And if you're going to like it, you're going to like it. If you don't, you don't. And I've accepted that. Um, I knew that at 13. Like, yeah, everybody's not going to like my stuff. <laughs> but just having that, that platform to do whatever my brain initiates me to do, nothing gets better than that. And then not only that, but I can get paid and live off of these things. I can live <laughs> off of being an entrepreneur. I can live off of being a music artist. I can live off of uh, uh, being into fashion and, and running these businesses. It keeps my brain moving. And again, my brain moves a mile a minute. So when I'm consistently stimulated by business and music and things that I actually want to do, like I can't fail. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's no possible way that I can, I can fail. And I was just having a conversation with my mom about, um, about like attention deficit. Like I'm like, mom, I, I can't stay focused on things for too long. But she was like, well, you can stay focused on, on Luso and Mushu Beats and Divine Business. You, you are all into that, but anything else you're not. And that goes back to the point that you just, you just said, like, it's an interest-based thing. So if I'm not interested in in cleaning up a bathroom, I'm still going to do it. That don't mean I'm going to do it immediately. But even then, when it comes down to that, I have to be on a schedule. If I'm on a schedule, it keeps me organized. So when I just made a schedule mm-hmm. to do that, I was able to go in and actually do that because my brain is like, okay, now we can do things correctly. So that's how I deal with it, especially when things are urgent and I'm not interested in it. I have to put it down on the schedule. I have to. Because okay. then I'm going to feel bad if I don't do it. So. Yeah, okay. So that's <laughs> what I want to connect for your mom. Clearly, Divine adores you and credits you with so much of who she is, like the, her best qualities. So she doesn't want to disappoint you. So if you can connect to that intention she has to not disappoint you by being so much positive emotion for her when she remembers to do the things that you would love for her to do and really telling her how it makes you feel when she makes those things important, right? Because she knows it really makes you feel good. That's how you, um, you motivate someone with an ADHD brain to do the things that they don't want to do. Just keep telling her, you know, especially when she does it and she does it well, encouraging her by how much it means to you personally that she remembered that because she doesn't. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint mom. I don't. That's, well, I said that's my rock. I love her. So shout out mom. Love you, mom. But Yeah. Oh, shout out moms. So what do you think the key to living successfully with ADHD is? Scheduling. 
Um, yeah, I feel like that's that's an important key factor. Um, and then going back to one of my earlier points is being patient with yourself. Like you may have those days where you may not achieve every single thing that was on your list, but if you achieve something, you did something right. And taking those baby steps is, is way better than you just jumping and then you miss and then you get mad and be like, Oh, why was I'm not good at this. I hate myself. Like it gets really extreme when we don't achieve the things that we want to achieve. It's like, oh my God, I hate myself. I'm not a good person. Da, da, da. It gets bad. <laughs> <laughs> so be patient. Be patient. That and scheduling things out, I promise you, you can really rein it in and be more productive if you just schedule. And that's everybody, but specifically to my ADHD people, try to schedule. Um, I know. I know another thing for me really quick I wanted to add. I know another thing for me is this is going to sound very like unpolitically correct, but I hate goals. And did you I say have goals? an explanation? Goals? goals. Like, yeah, like G-O-A-L-S. Right. Like I cannot set goals and I never achieve them because in my brain, I have this crazy obligation to do this by a certain time. And I will procrastinate until that time comes up. And I don't want to give myself a time limit to to do certain things because if I don't achieve it, I'm going to feel bad. And then like, no, I again, that goes back to my point of being patient. And even if you just do one thing on that list, two yep. things on that list, three things on that list, you did something right. So you don't have to set goals if that's not like, if that's not what you want to do. Just say, you know what? put it on my schedule at one o'clock today, I'm going to do this. And two o'clock today, I'm going to go do something that contributes to my health. Like nothing. If it, if you don't want to make it crazy, don't make it crazy. Don't make it yeah. crazy period. Because if, if it's crazy, like don't be like, Hey, today I'm going to like go like skydiving. Like, no <laughs> schedule those things out. But yeah, like on a serious note, be patient with yourself. That and scheduling is the key to, to, to really dealing with, especially if you're unmedicated, you know, you know, divine, those are my keys. I just wrote down. I love this quote. If you don't want to make it crazy, don't make it crazy divine. And I think what you were saying there is don't focus on that big goal because it's so disappointing. You know, right. if you have Oh, I don't know. I don't know. In music, what would be like one big, obnoxious, outrageous goal, right? I want to hit a billion streams by like exactly. uh, two years from now. Like that's outrageous. If you look at that goal, you'd be overwhelmed versus what you do is you don't make it crazy. You pick the little two tiniest things that you could accomplish for that day. And guess what? Over time, over a month, over two years, those two little things add up to one big thing, like maybe a billion streams in two years, right? Right. I love it. I love right. it. Brilliant, Divine. So, uh, Divine, where can people find you if they want to know more about you and what you do, if they want to hear your music, all of that? We're going to put it in the show notes. Tell us. Okay. So, it's a lot of links I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say because, again, three businesses in a career. So, First and foremost, um, you can find me personally 
on all platforms. My username is the same. I wanted to make it easy on people. So y'all didn't have to look up three different usernames. But um, (laughs) spell it it for us. Say it and then spell it. I A M D V Y N double E. That's on TikTok. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. Or not Facebook. It's D E V Y N E Bean D E A N. That's on Facebook. But as far as like Snapchats and Twitters, same thing. I will be sure to help Tracy put all of the links to the businesses. So Mushu Beats Productions, that's M-O-O-S-H-O-O, Beats with a Z, Productions. That's the music production company. I am the founder and CEO of that company. You have Divine Business Consulting, um, D-E-V-Y-N-E Business Consulting. You can find that on all platforms, Facebook, Instagram. We also have a site, divinebusiness.com. And then for the luxury clothing brand, you can find that um, on Instagram and Facebook at Luso Grandora. That is L-U-S-S-O-G-R-A-N-D-E-U-R. So I know that's a lot, but link's going to be in the show notes. Yeah. So absolutely. Divine, you are going to friggin' set the world on fire. I am certain of it. And I just feel so blessed that you joined us here today. You have no idea. Pretty much the whole time we were sitting here talking, I had this big old stinking grin on my face because you just make (laughs) me feel good. You generate positive emotion. You do it in everything you do that I can see so far. And I just wish you the best of luck, but I don't even think you're going to need it. Thank you so much. That warms warms my heart. I've been getting so much love lately. And just to hear just all of it. I'm overwhelmed. I'm literally smiling ear to ear right now. So I've been smiling ear to ear for the past like almost hour. So (laughs) thank you. I appreciate it so much. And I'm most definitely going to keep in contact with you. Absolutely. Thank you, Divine. Of course. That's what I have for you this week. If you like this episode with Divine, how could you not? Come on. Please let us know by leaving a review. You know, our goal is to change the conversation around ADHD, helping as many women as we possibly can learn how their ADHD brains work so that they too may discover their amazing strengths. And you know what? Your reviews really help. As always, you're listening to ADHD for Smartass Women. Come join me over at tracyoutsuka.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Outsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Not coincidentally, ADHD for Smartass Women, it's also the name of our free Facebook group. We're a totally smartass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. Join us at tracyoutsuka.com, where you can also find more information on our Your ADHD Brain is A-OK system. I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.